Morning, Em. Morning, Melissa. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's stopped raining. I know. For once. I know. Once got to love winter. That's it. Yeah. Now, uh, Em, question for you. When we're not here in the recording studio, where are we? We're on location. And what are we doing? We are making ourselves feel important by saying we're on location. (laughs) (laughs) Where were we recently? We were recently at the NANAP Health and Wellness Expo. That's right. And that was brought to NANAP by the NANAP local drug action group yeah it was a great day actually um it was the first of their expos that they've done so it was their inaugural one and we were invited along as guest speakers which is fantastic so what we'll do today is we'll um provide that podcast to the uh to the listeners and it was on the topic of the importance of failing yeah that was a good topic actually i really enjoyed doing that one Mm. in a room full of people so it's a bit noisy this podcast but um brad you can work your magic with these podcasts hey i'll try my very best there's a few kids in the audience too so they're like uh doing their thing playing with obviously the parents having to um look after their kids at the same time as attend juggling act talk it just all adds to the atmosphere isn't it it makes it real yeah totally and that's what we're all about real it is real parenting so here we go and we hope you enjoy listening resources out there for parents nowadays and a lot of um, a lot of individuals who are advocating for a particular type of approach and it can get almost quite fundamentalist where you have to parent in a certain way and the fact is that we know that there are many different parenting styles many different approaches that actually work there are some common themes that work better than others and so that's where the idea of real life parenting came mm-hmm. from where we can start to look at some of the different opinions about areas of parenting and what does actually work yeah. what should we focus on what yeah. battles should we pick yeah and the fact that it's a it's not a one size fits all mm-hmm. like parenting's done different but we make it real life so why the name do you want to share with everyone why we chose the name well you actually came up with the name didn't you i did so we, we were throwing some dead clever you are very clever <laughs> <laughs> but um my my uh, you, you certainly came up with the idea of this blooming child and my thoughts are fantastic blossoming blossoming flourishing that's that's really what we want kids to be able to do and that's where i'm coming from and then you come sweeping in there with with there's there is actually a language um warning that goes with these podcasts so um yeah melissa was all about the blooming flourishing growing nurturing child that's well composted and fertilized i was all about this blooming child meaning you little <laughs> you know, so mine's about this blooming child and Melissa's is all about this blooming child. But how reflective really is that of parenting? Because oh, it completely. is, I mean, parenting is like a licorice all sort. You're going to get those black periods which layered between the colourful periods. <gasps> I like that analogy. Oh, you're so edumacated. <laughs> well done. I like it. So it's about keeping parenting real. Mm-hmm. It's This is this podcast is all about, you know, real life sh- not mm. this fancy dancy politically correct what people think parenting is mm-hmm. we're going to get right down and talk about it so what are we talking about today well today we are talking about the importance of failing yeah 
yeah, pretty yeah. important to let them fail yeah. every now and again. Absolutely. Um, but it's something that um, I, I don't know about you, but I'm certainly seeing a, a lot as we um, progress in practice uh, where we're experiencing a lot of issues where there is a lot of helicopter parenting going on uh, or a lot reduce willingness to let children fail mm. and we're seeing lots of different um, outcomes which are not necessarily good for the kids down the track. Mm. Like what, Melissa? Well, I thought let's uh, we've got to give this a topic because oh, a topic name. the topic. We yeah. So let's go good old Foo Fighters and learn to fail. So um, tell us a bit about what your view is on failing or maybe even some of the issues you've experienced in your line of work around um, where parents may not necessarily be comfortable with letting their kids fail. Um, if we're looking at failing and how a child um, isn't allowed to fail, one of the things that I see so often is when a child goes to touch something, the parent smacks their hand um, and that child stops investigating. So they they want to try something and then they stop doing it because they're... They, they, they stop investigating because they think that that... Well, they've built up an association with trying something new is going to cause harm. So they don't... Do, Melissa, does that even make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So um, often at times, I guess we're talking about different ages in children here, but when they're younger, they will reference a parent mm-hmm. to to get an idea as to whether something is safe or mm-hmm. not. And so if we're giving uh, giving them an indication that that is, is nothing... Uh, that they should try, then of course they're going to be really apprehensive in the mm. future about trying that. And then they never learn to fail. Yeah. Because well, they never try anything new. Exactly. And we see that, um, I see, I guess, more as uh, we see children growing up, getting older and older and older, where uh, perhaps they're less willing to actually try things that they should be able to try because mm. they've got it in their mind that um, I can't do it and therefore I'm at risk of failing and so there's no point trying. Yeah. Yeah. And that, of course, causes all sorts of problems because. These guys that we're raising are our next rocket scientists. These are our next cure for cancers. Mm. And if we're teaching them never to give anything a try and teaching them that they're always going to fail, we're never going to have our next generation of rocket scientists and and cures for cancers. Absolutely. And I think that certainly this um, recent generations of parenting, we're really taking that to the next level uh, where we are becoming so concerned uh, about the emotional experience of our kids that we want to protect them and prevent them from having any negative experiences. Absolutely. Uh, We're becoming much more aware of of children's self-esteem and what impacts that. But as a result, we've kind of seen the pendulum swing to the point that we want to protect them from anything that uh, we feel may be discomforting. We, I see that a lot with the families that I work with, especially that have gone through IVF to have their babies. Um, those families that have gone through IVF, those especially when the parent is older, those children are protected. They are wrapped in cotton wool. And, you know, you could argue rightly so. They are so precious to that family that they don't want anything to happen mm. to them. And often that's where problems start. If you 
protect them so much that they're not exposed to real life situations, they're not going to cope with real life situations in later years. Yeah, that's right. And so I um, often talk or to even parents within their peers. Well, well, I mean, this is what childhood is about. Childhood is the ideal time to let kids fail. Mm-hmm. We want them to be able to go through life, and they're going to get it wrong. Uh, they're going to get it wrong socially. They're going to get it wrong physically. They're going to get it wrong academically. But this is exactly the time they should be failing because if we look at failure as an opportunity to learn from those experiences, we want them to have that learning as as much um, and as in-depth as possible throughout those years so later on we can release them onto society and they're they're good, functioning, resilient adults. I see this is it, the... the the whole like buzzword at the minute is building resilience in kids and this is what we need to do but if they don't fail then they never build that resilience that's and right you see it at sports days at schools and stuff where like all these young oh my god but you know they're given a ribbon for trying now good try and it's like yeah you know what bullshit yeah, you know, I, and I, I have to say, I'm going to go agree with you there. I, I think it's this is one of those non-PC things yeah. to do, but I'm totally against um, rewards just for for effort. I mean, the fact is, you you become an adult, and there are winners uh, and there are losers yeah. for, for certain things. It's competitive. Yeah, are you not always going to? Well, it's good enough because you put enough effort in. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes it's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, That's even right. when you do put your bloody best effort in, you know, if children are always given a, here's a medal for being a good trier, it's like, no. That's not teaching them anything. To, I guess, elaborate on that. So um, you might be familiar with the idea of the growth mindset. It's something that we're seeing a lot around um, uh, the media and websites with, with children nowadays. So it all comes back to um, a Stanford University professor professor called Carol Dweck, who is one of my heroes. She's done some amazing research over the years, and she identified uh, two different ways of looking at the world. So we've got something called the entity mindset or a fixed mindset, uh, and that is where you might look at um, yourself as uh, someone who has skills or doesn't have skills. I can do this because I have the ability to do that, and I've got the resources to do it, and if I don't, then I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm either good at maths or I'm not good at maths. Okay, the other side of things where is where somebody might have an incremental mindset and this is what we call a learning mindset where it's the idea of I may not necessarily have those skills and capabilities right now but I can learn them mm-hmm. and it's very much about recognizing that we can learn from those failures uh, how do we gradually tweak our efforts and our strategies in the right direction and therefore be able to perform optimally with that feedback yeah brilliant um, yep so how then and uh, in talking in a practical sense, mm-hmm. let's say a mom of a three-year-old, what what kind of things should we let a three-year-old fail at to mm-hmm. teach them to fail? Yeah. So I, I think it ultimately um, a really good way of thinking about failing is that If it's something the child can learn from, if there's a lesson that can be learned from it, if it can, um, if the action can assist you in guiding them to tweak that to perform better, then that's something we should essentially let them fail at. Mm -hmm. If, uh, of course, we're going to have these instances where, uh, regardless of how much 
well, if they're going to fail because they don't have the capabilities and the capacities, um, then essentially that is going to affect their self-esteem if they continue to engage in something over and over again and fail. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but there are very few instances where that would actually be the case. Most instances in life, you can develop skills or develop or tweak strategies so that you can head in the right direction. Mm, okay. So I guess as an example, if I was to, if we were to um, say to a child that they're um, they're not good at maths, then they're going to develop that idea of mm -hmm. this is something either I do have or I don't have. I'm either good at it or not good at it. If we focused more on I liked the way you solved that problem, maybe we could tweak this um, next time or I, I, it was really good of you to, to speak with your teacher about how you do that problem, what could we do differently, that's going to be fostering the idea of this is something that I may not get right this time but I can potentially get right in the future with some assistance and support. Yeah. Well, you'll love um, my son just when you're speaking about the whole maths thing. Um, Cooper believes that he's brilliant at maths. He believes that he is absolutely fantastic and he's not. <laughs> so he's the complete other end of the spectrum. He has so much confidence and yeah. And when he fails, he's like, oh, I just must have been having a bad day. So that was probably my next question, Melissa, is whenever they fail, how do you cope with that? As okay. a parent, how do you how do you manage that disappointment? Mm. Uh, I think it's a really good thing to remember is don't make it personal. So it's not about you being a failure. It is about this behaviour didn't work for you for this time round. What we want to make sure that we're doing is we're not um, focusing on um, giving feedback about you were good at this or you were not good at this. We want to give process feedback. So process feedback is about saying um, I, how you went about that particular action, what can we do differently next time, uh, and that's going to be really helping them to develop that incremental mindset, that learning mindset, uh, rather than that fixed uh, entity mindset yeah. it's just it was your your shit at algebra so you know don't worry about it i mean yeah. look we generally even as adults we will look at some things in entity mindset or sometimes some things in incremental mindset like i've always thought of myself in sport as being that's just something i can't do and i was really surprised when someone said to me actually do you know you're quite an athletic individual mm -hmm. uh, I don't think so, but obviously there's there's the capabilities there, and I could, if I had have learned that early on, I could probably harness that and learn from that and move forward in that direction rather than distancing myself from it yeah. for my entire life. Off topic, but still a little bit on topic. It's really. Um, significant what you learn about yourself through childhood mm. you believe through into adulthood yeah like I always believed that I was a little bit thick you know I never I never seen myself as an intellectual person because I was never really book smart I never mm. really you know sat and read I, I wasn't one of these readers so I automatically as a child told yeah. myself that I wasn't smart but you give me something practical to do, show me once, I've got mm -hmm. it. Like, I know exactly what to do. So I'm a very practical learner. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm any less intelligent than anyone else. Mm -hmm. But I suppose it's the same with failing. If you're told over and over that you're not good at something or you will never be, 
then you can either um, go against that completely and prove people wrong, like I would, um, the stubborn streak, or you'll actually start believing that. So you'll never have the opportunity to fail. And then as coming into, you know, later years and as an adult, you don't take risks. You never learn what you're good at. Absolutely. You could have been in the Olympics about it. Olympic I don't athlete. actually. I don't think so. But <laughs> but it would have I been. I want to do that. Was it, what's the one that you lay down on a big ski and head down? Like a, a, is it slalom? Is it slalom? Slalom? Is or, I don't know. I think I would have been good at curling. You know the ones with little sort of brooms. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I have to get one. I need an Olympic sport where you can lie down. <laughs> that's, that's my Olympic sport. But the other thing um, we also uh, want to factor in as well is that if if we're constantly telling our kids that, you know, you need assistance with this or you need to be doing it this way or we're taking that on board for them, then we're also inadvertently telling them you don't have the capacity to figure this out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to basically encourage them in their understanding. They might not know the answers, but they have the skills to be able to get the answers that they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we if we protect them from failure, we really creating a greeting brand for um, becoming anxious about the ideal of failing. Mm. And I suppose when you're looking into adulthood, if you're creating that breeding ground for that anxiety, then when they go into the workforce, into real mm. life, um, they they can't, again, the anxiety would like be tenfold yeah. because they've never learned how to take constructive criticism, for yeah, example. Absolutely. And, and really that tolerance for frustration is not there. What we know about a growth mindset is that people who adopt that growth mindset persist at things longer. Uh, they actually uh, give up uh, less frequently in the face of adversity. And if we're talking about resilience as being something we want to build into our kids, then that's exactly what we should be doing is fostering that growth mindset. Definitely. So um, what kind of things can we do with young children now to um, ensure that we allow them to fail? I think it's um, making good decisions as parents. Um, This is our role as parents is to guide them in terms of of assessing what is appropriate for them to try without our intervening. Uh, and, and that sort of maps on to one of the podcasts we've done before. It's about taking risks as well. If we've got measured risks, if the risks um, of failing uh, are there but they're likely to learn something from it, then let them do it. Uh, we we want to make sure that they're still safe, uh, but if it's going to be um, a minor injury or they, they're going to have that potential to learn, let them engage with it. And then if they do fail, it's about how we start to talk to them about that failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not something that they, they will never get right in the future, that it's all about practising, trying new things, developing new strategies and moving in that right direction, giving them scaffolding. So I think we'll go with our three takeaways from today. Yes. Okay. Um, what are yours? I, well, I don't know if I have three takeaways from today, but I've definitely got one. Mm-hmm. And that takeaway is we should celebrate failures as successes. Absolutely. Because to fail mm. is the first step in success. That's right. And, and that sort of maps onto my first one as well, is that um, I, I really don't love the word failing. I call it experience because really, what is it? It's it, it's experience. Definitely. Yeah. What's the, I think that's it for me. For my yeah. that's my three. Fantastic. <laughs> the second one for me. 
Well, there's a lot of agreement between ourselves on this particular topic as well. It's not always the case, but in this one, I think there's a lot of agreement. Um, But really, it's about that growth mindset and how do we foster that mindset. Uh, And when children fail, focus on uh, the behaviour. Don't focus on them. This is not about you failing. This is about uh, something that didn't go so right and how can we start to move that forward in a direction where you're more likely to succeed in the future. Brilliant. Thank you for coming to listen to our live podcast today from the NANAP Health and Wellbeing Expo. Thank you, Melissa. That was a very interesting one today. Fantastic. And go forth and fail is go, what I'd yes. <laughs> Celebrate encourage those successes people to do. And stop giving your child a f***ing ribbon for trying. It's yes. T- <laughs> <laughs> you know, let them be Absolutely. a loser. Absolutely. <laughs> effort does not mean they're likely to, if you reward effort, doesn't mean they're more likely to succeed in the future. No, and if, if they develop re- good strategies. If you reward effort, they're less likely to try harder. Mm. Yeah. And they'll never be an Olympic slalom I've got the payoff for the effort. Like <laughs> <laughs> so where do people find us later on? Then? You'll find our podcast in any place that you actually find free podcasts. Um, just look for This Blooming Child. We do also have a Facebook called This Blooming Child, funny enough. Um, and you will find This Blooming Child website, www.thisbloomingchild.com.au. <laughs> See you later, everyone. See you later. Bye.